Across the land, people are gathering. Disturbed people. Demented people. Gathering to discuss films. Disturbed films. Demented films. These people know not what they do. They do not think before they speak. For they are bastards. Daily grindhouse bastards. Giving the opinions no one asked for. Yet demand to know. This is... The Daily Grindhouse presents... No Budget Nightmares. Episode 11, Redneck County Fever. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another no... Oh, fuck me. I do it every time. Every single time. One of these days, I'm just going to keep that in. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo, and with me, as always, is the one, the only, Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly, bow, 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 number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow, bow. Yes, hello, Mo. Uh, welcome to No Budget Nightmares. Once again, we're back, and after our 10th episode, uh, I just want to uh, let everybody know that we do not plan on going two and a half hours on this particular episode. <laughs> yeah, I think this one we're going to try to be a little bit more subdued. Besides, the movie we're covering this week doesn't warrant two and a half hours of conversation. In fact, I'd be surprised if this one actually warrants 27 minutes of conversation. Uh, well, we'll see how that turns out. I mean, sure. I... Last time I was listening to it just a couple of days ago, and it uh, it exhausted me. This uh, <laughs> this, but that said, um, this movie that we're going to be talking about today it exhausted me all the more because it is a bizarre example of low budget filmmaking and uh, completely different than anything that we've covered so far. Yeah, it's kind of it's you're right. It's kind of a unique specimen in in the realms of low budget filmmaking. Unique. Does not necessarily equal good. <laughs> not no. in this case. <laughs> no. Let's reveal what we're go- what we're actually talking about. Uh, this about. week we are covering. Uh, I, you know, normally this is the point where we, where we'd say the you know the insert year here right. film title, <laughs> but we have no idea when this is. So the movie is is entitled Redneck County Fever, um, which we did reveal at the end of last week's episode. Uh, the box says that it's from two thousand and one. Right. Uh, Doug, for some reason, when he posted it on our Facebook page, said 2007. Well, I did say 2007, <laughs> but the time before that, I said 1997, which is what I meant to write that other oh, time. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, see, and, but, and, I, and, I, and if I had to venture a guess, I would say this was made in 1992 or four. I would say, but certainly between two, 1992 and 1994, I think would be a, a good... Uh, guess in terms of the year that it was actually Absolutely. made. Who knows if it ever got a proper release until... Uh, I mean, I can't see any signs of it. It does not have an Internet Movie Database page. There's no online presence for this movie at no, all. No, there, there's a couple of reviews here and there, and all from this same box set that we uh, we both have a copy of yeah. uh, from. And, and there's, there's no indication... 
who stars in it, who directs it, anything, because there's no credits at the beginning or end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, the only the only name we're given is J.P. Black, and we have, and I, I'm going to be racist and assume that it's the black guy, uh, but really, I who, no, who knows? I, I I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, Three man. Three minutes in, and I'm already getting lectured. This movie, uh, it, that really bothers me, by the way, to not have an opening and closing credits. I don't know why. It makes me feel like we're going to watch a snuff film or something like that. <laughs> just something we're not supposed to be watching. Um, as, I'm, as I'm watching the film, when I realized that there, was, there, that there wasn't going to be any kind of opening credits, like it was really the opening credits that got me. Because I'm, I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling your pain because I'm like, Doug is probably like, like twisting a newspaper in his hand, you know, <laughs> you, know you know, like the, the, those, those those shots of like, you know, in movies I'll do shots of like people doing angry, like nervous things, and like, like I imagine, I imagine you with like a magazine rolled up, just like twisting it angry. <laughs> yeah, no, I was climbing up the walls, believe me. I mean, it's called Redneck County Fever. I think we might have even discussed at the end of the last episode that uh, just a general idea of what we thought it might have been like. I think I even have <laughs> mentioned that maybe it was something like two thousand. Maniacs or something like that because of the redneck aspect. But let's make this abundantly clear. This is not a horror movie. And no. it's it's not an exploitation movie. It's not like nope. one of those uh, redneck movies from the seventies where the, uh, yeah, it's not like this stuff will kill you or Year of the Yahoo or anything like that. Or like no, a, no, or even the pig farmer's daughter or something or, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's definitely it's it's not a exploitation film at all. Right, and it, 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 there's no car chases in case that was a concern of anybody. <laughs> uh, no, this movie it's easier to talk about what it doesn't have uh, as opposed to what it has. Well, it's because, because it doesn't have anything. It does not have anything, and whatever you think from the title. Redneck County Fever, whatever you are picturing right now, I guarantee you, you do not know what is going on in this movie. Because Throw it out not, the window. Yeah, no, this, this, I, I want to know where this movie came from. Uh, I want to know well, how it ended up on a collection that you can purchase on a fucking DVD. Uh, I just want to know what this is. Uh, yeah. So maybe we can break it down a little bit, but uh, it almost I mean, made me break down quite a bit. <laughs> but when you think about it, I mean, it is kind of a find. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're, we are members of a very small community of people who can say that they've seen this piece of shit, you know? You know, I, we found, especially in recent weeks, Mo, that people have, have, have uh, either talked to us on Twitter or Facebook, and they mentioned that, oh, we're going to track down terror tunes, or, uh, you know, we really want to see uh, barely legal lesbian vampires. And, and oh, we all Always, we always have to tell them, no, we're not suggesting people see it, but after yeah. we talk about it, it just spurs their interest. Well, good fucking luck getting this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's only one place I know of where you can find it, and I sincerely doubt you're going to want to spend the money, <laughs> you know, that, and, and and to deal with the with the nonsense uh, of everything else that's on this box set just to get this one movie. Not worth it. Exactly. So let's let's say right from the top, this movie is 60 minutes long. Uh, almost it's an hour. It's yeah. an hour. It's an you hour. Know? I mean, like this. This is this is probably one of the shortest movies we've watched. There's, there's, as we mentioned, there's no uh, credits at all. Uh, yeah. So we have no idea who actually actually made it. It's shot on what appears to be maybe even standard VHS, but certainly videotape. This is videotaped, without a doubt. This is absolutely shot on video. I mean, you can see tracking issues throughout it. There's even a yeah, couple of glitches. Yeah, the beginning is awful. Yeah, it starts off with all this glitchiness. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it looks exactly like, I mean, it looks 
pretty much like one of those Tachitsu movies that were made right around that same period. I would I would argue that it looks a little worse than some, better than others, but yes, worse than I think that's a pretty fair fair point. Yeah. It has uh, some of the sound issues that we've mentioned in previous. Uh, like, like clearly they were filming with with the the you know they were using the mic on the camera. Well, you know what? I don't think that's the case because if really? you look up in the top left hand corner of a few scenes, uh, oh, we got boom mic. You, yeah, you can see the boom mic. Uh, very like just the arm of it. You can't actually see the the microphone itself. But oh, so if they have boom mic, then then their sound guy did an awful job. Yeah, and especially because even within the same scene, sometimes there's uh, the sound is coming through at least intelligibly, and then suddenly the music will pick up and the the volume of the audio will drop to the background, and you don't know what the fuck they're saying. Especially when the black guy's talking. Yes, but of course, they, the people listening don't know who the black guy is yet, so let's talk about the two stars, or oh, the two the characters, at least, of this I, film. I listed them, because this was the beginning of the movie and I didn't know what I was getting into them, I listed them as a couple of quote-unquote rad dudes, <laughs> you know, and they break down in the middle of nowhere, you know, off on some country back road for some reason. Uh, you know, uh, that that was the first thing that confused me. It's like they break down, but they're on like some like Hicktown road. You know, like they're they're literally on like a country B road. But why would why were they not on the highway? Yeah, because they're apparently heading towards Dallas, Texas, which is yeah for for Thanksgiving. This takes place during a Thanksgiving break because they're supposed to be two college students. College students. Yeah, now there's they don't there's thirty seven at all. But I, yeah, I mean. Students. Yeah, they look like they're in their mid thirties, or at least they really do. Uh, there's, there's no way, and and um, there's, there's a white guy, and there's a black guy, and the white guy speaks like uh, a very stereotypical Spicoli style Bill and Ted's surfer dude. It tastes the dressing. My mom makes it with bacon bits. <laughs> dude, stop! You're making me hungry. Yep, this Thanksgiving's gonna be rad. <laughs> I I described him as as uh, as uh, well, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, what did you describe him as, Mo? <laughs> <laughs> fucking brain just shut off. That's how much this movie fucked me up. I described him as uh, Ted Theodore Logan having had sex with with Spicoli. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and basically it's a, it's a very very typical you know kind of like whoa. You know, sort of, dude. sort of sound. Yeah, dude, hey, what are we whoa. gonna do? <laughs> um, <laughs> we broke down. Whoa! You yeah, know? I mean like, that's exactly how it is. And he's wearing these Zubaz pants, and he's got this—he's <laughs> got like a chip and pepper T-shirt on. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. I, I got, I gotta tell you, the out, the outfits are amazing. Yeah, they, they both are pretty much dressed the same. You know, in the very uh, tie dye and like neon yeah. horse. Yeah, and his name's Fred. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. Yeah, he's but, Fred, and the black yeah. guy. And I, I hate to describe him just as the black guy, but. You have to. It's difficult in this case to say uh, about defining characteristics because they're just both kind of surfer, surfer dudes. Yeah, uh, and the other guy's named Lowry. Lowry, which I thought, which which is my favorite name in the entire movie. I love the fact that he's named Lowry. You like that more than Bocephus? Well, uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Bocephus is pretty great. All his rowdy friends are coming over tonight. But uh, but but I love the fact that he's a black guy named Lowry. Yeah. And uh, and he's wearing zebra pants, which yep. are amazing. I love his pants. Like I like uh, the, the second the second I saw those pants, I was online looking to see if I might be able to find a pair for myself. You know, because because they're pretty they're pretty bitching. And 
I don't know. <laughs> I just I like them. I like the stupid zebra. Well, pants. they look very comfortable, Mo, and I hope you live your dream of finding a pair of those fucking <laughs> I'm, pants. I'm living the dream. So these uh, fucking idiots uh, break down, <laughs> break down at some in some part of Texas, theoretically. Some- Podunk, kick, wherever. Yeah, I mean, was it was it was that was that the assumption that it was supposed to be that they were supposed to be in Texas? Yeah, because uh, the the they they were obviously headed towards Dallas. That's what they said. And, yeah. And the um and uh, and Lowry also mentioned that he was from Texas, and it just it just seemed to... well. They were both from Texas. One was yeah. from Dallas, and one was from Houston. Right. That's exactly right. So yeah. I mean, I, I I think it stands to reason that they were in Texas, or certainly, well, certainly in some sort of state which would have rednecks. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that as a slur. It's called Redneck County uh, Fever. <laughs> well, they're definitely rednecks. I mean, the 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 characters are. I mean, not not the not. You know, not these, not these Southern California surfer dudes from Texas. Right. They're, they're, they're <laughs> a little, they're, they're not like everybody else. But, but yeah, so they break down, they get picked up by this, by this, you know, country kind of chick, you know. I wouldn't call her a redneck. I mean, she's just more like Southern, you know. It's funny. Really. She, she uses this, uh, a very affected Southern accent. Like she, she sounds like something out of Gone with the Wind. But, uh, but it's very not convincing. <laughs> now, I'm not supposed to pick up strangers. You two look innocent enough. But just in case you get the wrong idea, I know how to use it. And the safety's off. So all I have to do is squeeze the trigger. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. No, no, no. Yeah, she, like, like I, I kind of wonder if... Um... You know, like, like I, I mean, obviously, we don't know anything about this movie, so we don't know where it was filmed. We don't know... <sighs> any of that stuff. So, it, but it seems like she's like a, uh, like she's the only one who I don't really believe with the accent. You know what I'm saying? Like every, like everybody else. I mean, their accents are are, are stupid, but that's just the southern accent. Well, you know, not, not including Fred's fucking surfer talk. Well, I'm Fred. Well, which is yeah, obviously a, a fake. Uh, Very affected. Yeah. Uh, so this is Luann, and she's she's an attractive woman, and she is. She's perfectly attractive. Uh, it's funny. I could actually hear the air quotes you were making. There. Yeah, she's no. an attractive woman. <laughs> well, I mean, she's supposed to be. She's kind, and she picks them up on the street and brings well, yeah, them to the cer- nearby. She's town. certainly nice, but she's certainly nice, but she's not attractive. I think she's perfectly attractive. Luann, call me. Uh, <laughs> so she picks them up, and uh, she knows a little bit about cars and uh, says that she, they blew a piston, which I don't know what the fuck, if that's accurate or not, uh, and and explains that they probably don't have enough money to fix it. But she's going to bring them to a nearby town, which has uh, Bo Cephas, who is a uh, car repairman, who might be able to help them out. And I did write down one of the quotes when told that he didn't have enough money to uh, have his car fixed, he goes, I hate leaving you in such a predicament. Hey, we've been in some pretty bogus situations before. We can take care of ourselves. Ain't that right, dude? You know it. <laughs> and get used to that word bogus because they use they, it. Because they say it constantly. All the fucking time. Uh, but my my uh, my favorite part of this scene is where they they walk up and they and they meet Bocephus who's like on the ground, yeah, uh, like he's under a car and he comes out and he's holding a pipe wrench, and like um, and I I just I started laughing because like you you don't use a pipe wrench on a car you know, and, and um 
And so he gets up and, and, and just, I, I like the second Luann introduces him to them, he starts staring down Lowry. Yeah, no, I, I thought that, cause at this point, especially with both of us watching, we didn't know where this movie was going. I was kind of expecting it to be like one of those situations where like Lowry, you know, gets lynched or something like that and like, you know, and, and, and Fred would, would be on the run for his life, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, but obviously that doesn't no, happen. Th- this is a very light comedy. I mean, it, it's... Yeah. And, and th- that that is the most shocking part of watching it, is that this is... It, it's just a, a continual series of sitcom-style situations that these <laughs> two really characters is. get into. It really is. It's, 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 it's a double-length sitcom. It's... Uh, it's not a movie. Like, it almost seemed like this was, like, a pilot for, a, uh, like, a really bad TV show they were trying to make. Yeah, you yeah, know? that is the feeling that gets across. It, it's like, yeah. it's, it's like, hey. Like, it just needed, it needed a laugh track. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying to make it more of a of a sitcom. You know, no, no, it, it, there was there was nothing in the movie that was. I, I don't think I laughed at anything in this movie. Oh, really? If, because did you not laugh at what they said? Because they're in town and they can't afford uh, Bocephus's help in this. Oh, case. you mean like you mean like that? I could eat a horse, and from the looking at this town, the, they'd feed us a horse. That line? Yes. I don't know about you, dude, but I'm hungry. Oh yeah, I could eat a horse. Be careful what you say around here. From looking at this town, they beat us a horse. <laughs> That's right, because it's such a rednecky town, yeah. they might feed them a horse, and so they purchase some burgers and uh, they make jokes about how there probably is horse within the burgers. And that yeah. is the level of humor you're getting at uh, in this Redneck County Fever film that you're enjoying so much. That's it. We're we're like well into the movie at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're at least twenty minutes into the movie at this point. It's, of it's, the sixty minute movie. Yeah. So a guy in a pea coat offers them a job. You know, oh, you need to. Hey, guys. You know, like he he plays the uh, the the pretty stereotypical uh, guy who offers to get them out of a jam. You know, if you know what I'm saying. But I hear you boys say you needed three hundred dollars. That's big bad Bob. Yeah, his name's Big Bad Bob, you know. And Fred loves the idea. He's oh, this is great, but Lowry thinks that it's bogus. Sounds a little bogus to me. Yes, it's and a bogus so. thing. Oh, this is yeah. bogus. Well, what do you think, dude? Sounds cool, doesn't it? I don't know. It sounds a little bogus to me. Now, Big yeah. Bad Bob is supposed to be uh, very big, but I don't get the impression, and maybe it's just because I'm big, and <laughs> but he doesn't seem very big. Doug, yeah. you are you are a thousand times more menacing than Big Bad Bob could ever hope to be. He actually seemed kind of nice. I was I was on Fred's side. I was like, because he starts telling them about his experience in Vietnam. Son, let me tell you about honor. Our government sent me and a bunch of my buddies a few years back over to a place called Lo Chin. And we figured out pretty soon after we were there that they was having us kill and be killed for what essentially amounted to bullshit. I lost a lot of good buddies over there. And they let us win? Hell no. I'll tell you, it was just a mess. We were so scared and confused, we didn't know what the hell was going on. And to top it all off, they sent the parents and wives and fiancés letters telling them how brave their sons were and how they died in the line of duty. That was a load of crap, I'll tell you. Well. Anyway, the gist of it is, if anybody owes anybody, our government owes us. It owes all them folks that lost sons and husbands and fathers and fiancés for nothing. 
It owes all us who went over there and lost our youth and our good careers for crap. And do you think they'll pay? Hell no, they expect us to pay them. Now I ask you, does that sound honest to you? <laughs> yeah, he starts, he starts, he starts going off on the government. Uh, oh, well, what's going to happen? Is either you know, either the, you, the government's going to take your money, and you know they're going to put you in the uh, on a plane and send you to Nam, and you know, and just he just starts ranting because he makes like, it very, very clear that the money yeah. that he's going to give them and what he's asking them to do is to take a package to a location and get an envelope and bring that envelope back to him, yeah, and by that doing that, he's going to give them two hundred dollars each. And uh, it's non-taxable, so Uncle yeah. Sam won't know about it. <laughs> and then he goes off, like you said, about how uh, how the government's always taking, and that they owe us little guys and stuff like that. Yeah, I just, I mean, just useless, useless dialogue, completely useless dialogue. Because frankly, you know, I mean. I'm, I'm no expert in tax code, but something tells me that you would never need to declare four hundred dollars to Uncle Sam anyway. Well, maybe uh, in, maybe in 1992 or whatever the fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the town they're in, by the way, is called Redbud, which they continually call Redneck. Yes, to to uh, hilarious effect. <laughs> oh, it's 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 absolutely. It's a real knee slapper, I think. Yeah, I'm so, slapping something. Was it your cock. I was actually thinking my head, but okay, sure. <laughs> well, I was thinking your cock, so <laughs> let's get back to the movie. Let's get back into the dick jokes. Um... <laughs> so they uh, they are provided a car in order to make this deal, and uh, and they get into it, and they start driving. And I don't really understand how they got to this point, but they run into uh, not a hitchhiker, really. They're like yeah. – is that it's he's actually hitchhiking? Yeah, he's actually hitchhiking. Yeah, his his car broke down. Yeah, his car broke down and he he needs to get to like a like a card game the next town over which they happen to be going to and he like imposes himself yes. on them. I mean, like he's he's not even like do you mind if he's like you're taking me to this other town because I have a I have a very important card game that, you know. Hello boys, y'all would have to be going to Springville, would you? Well, uh, as a matter of fact, we are. Y'all wouldn't mind if I tag along. Well, I don't know. We'd be good. You know, and then like, and then like to even make matters even more ridiculous, he then demands the front seat. The front seat. I always ride in the front seat. Yes, he does. <laughs> he says, "I always sit in the front seat." I always sit in the front. You know, so. So then they take off, and like you know, it's just it's. I mean, like the entire movie is nothing but like casual conversation. There's I nothing. Will, I will say this, Mo, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, but no, please. This movie, I'm going to compliment it now. Ooh. So prepare yourself. Okay. Um, there are endless scenes of conversation, and they are they do not appear to be improvised. They look like they are actually written conversations, which just happen to be really, really long. But yeah. the actors say a fuckload of dialogue. It with there's just, nothing but dialogue in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and, and there's, there's a ton of it, and, you know, there's a couple of stumbles, but good for them for knowing all of it, even though it's not entertaining at all to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We At the very least, we can compliment their, their memorization skills. Or, I don't, I'm not very good know, at, memori- at memorizing. Or at least their ability to hide their crib sheets. You know? yeah, well, they're driving, so. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, he's immediately suspicious, and maybe he might have even been suspicious even when the car pulled up, because it looks very much like a car of a friend of his. Named Ernie Belcher. It sure does look like Ernie Belcher's car. Ernie Belcher. That's another hilarious name. Oh, um, something. <laughs> And uh, as they drive around, he's asking them a bunch of questions, and then he notices that there's a crack in the dash, which is just like... Just like Ernie Belcher's. Yeah. You want to know something? 
but sure do look like Ernie Belcher's car. Say, you know, you got a crack in your dash just like Ernie's got. So he reveals that he's not just some simple uh, hitchhiker. He's actually the sheriff, and he has a badge and a gun. <laughs> hey, folks. Don't you steal cars. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's <laughs> what an entertaining movie this is. It, uh, yeah, exactly. Like no, again, we're. I mean, now we're about halfway through the movie. Nothing's happened. You know, it's it's and and yeah. I mean, basically, like like I don't know. Like he starts like digging through Ernie's like uh, what do they call it? Glove compartment. Sure. You know, realizes that it is in fact Ernie Belcher's car and, and then he whips out his badge and his gun. And he, you know, next thing you know, he, they're out and they're, uh, you know, he's, he's giving them the, the once over essentially, yeah. you know, because I mean, it, you know, it's kind of like, it's like one of those cautionary tale, uh, movies that they would show you in like high school or something. This like is with, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's yeah, exactly. I mean, if they had, if they had pumped up the melodrama a little bit more, this could have been an awesome after school special. And you have to understand as well that whenever the main, characters whenever Fred especially needs to explain himself he always seems to be leaving out like the most important bit of information because yeah. in this situation where the guys asking him what's going on they to their in their minds they have nothing to hide right they don't know yeah. necessarily that they're doing anything illegal so they could have explained everything to this sheriff and he might not have just let them go but at the very least then they would have uh, some sort of uh, of you know, reason to uh, to continue on the action for the rest of the movie. What happens is fucking okay. What happens? They're so, well, they're so inarticulate <laughs> that that what ends up happening is he just kind of mumbles and stumbles through, and you know, oh, and, and yes. up like, you know, and he ends up telling them, "Oh, there's a package in the trunk," you know, and they go to check out the package, and and you know, and, and uh, the the, sh- the sheriff who I don't think ever act does he actually give his name? He does. Well, we get his name at the uh, at the end of the movie, but we'll just Would call you- him sheriff. Yeah, you know that's right. That's right. They yeah, for some reason he they know what the sheriff's name was when they're talking to Luann at the end of the movie, but he never says his name in this scene. Well, I'm I'm shocked that this movie's attention to detail wouldn't be uh wouldn't be, <laughs> nice know, continuity solid. error, Redneck County Fever. If we knew who made you, we would be really upset and maybe send them a, a strongly worded email. Send them some hate mail, but you don't even have an IMDb page. So they're in this bogus situation. Sounds a little bogus to me. Bogus. Yeah, and they get this the the package out of the trunk of the car, and there's drugs inside. It's full of uh, cocaine or whatever. Yep. And uh, they're flabbergasted that they were delivering drugs, and their response <gasps> their response is just like anyone's response would be. They throw it in the sheriff's face, <laughs> and they. <laughs> Book it. They run away. <laughs> oh, or more accurately, they they jump in the car and they drive yeah, off. They take off. I, I I like I like on this in this particular scene is that um, uh, Lowry doesn't even bother to open the door. He just like jumps through the window. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're in a movie. You got to jump through the fucking window. You got to jump through a car window at least once in a movie. So they're in a really bad situation because, A, their drugs that they were supposed to deliver are gone. They yeah. have a sheriff that's after them. So they can't really, at least not easily, go back to the car that no. uh, that has been broken down. And, by the way, Fred, the surfer dude, is obsessed with this fucking car. He will not let it go, even though their life is in danger. They, hey, it makes sense. You know, I, 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 have, I have a vehicle that I love 
too. I would never, I would never, I would never leave my scooter behind. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe he's sticking his dick in the tailpipe or something like that. I've seen videos online. <laughs> I bet you have. I have. I won't stop watching them. <laughs> but I love how I love how the cop how the cop kind of like gets up and screams, "I'll get you!" <laughs> and then like and then like passes out in like the most ridiculous way. <laughs> uh, there's one more more ridiculous uh, passing out that comes up a little later. But yeah. uh, but so they're in this fucked up situation. Uh, they're in a <laughs> they're having an excellent adventure and uh, and but now it's become a bogus journey. And <laughs> and, he, and they're sitting there in the car and they're talking it over um, at length, and they say, yeah. uh, he goes, well, we can't go ahead, and we can't go back. This is mind-boggling. You know, I don't even remember Zippy the Pinhead getting into a situation like this. Which is such a bizarre <laughs> reference to make. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of really bizarre references yeah. in this. Like, like, you know, like, anytime he makes reference to something that's not, like, direct, you know, like, it's, it's something completely... Like out of the blue, because um, because right after that they decide they're gonna walk. Right. They're like, oh, we can't take the car, uh, because the cop, the cops know it's stolen now, and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's let's not forget the fact that you very easily could have, you know, killed the other, you know, the, the sheriff with, you know, with like a cocaine overdose or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how cocaine works, but um. <laughs> <laughs> all well, let, let me tell up. you all about my experience with illegal all, drugs. All I know is it goes up your nose and it makes you talk a lot. <laughs> but um, that explains our last episode, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to get John some help. You know, he's, no, I'm just kidding. So yeah, so they, so they have to make the zippy line, and then as they as they as they're walking through the woods, they decide that they want to start singing. Yes, they do. So, so they start singing, and they're like, and they start singing "Band on the Run." Do you remember this? If I ever get out of here, I'm gonna give it all away to extra charity. All we need is a fine to pay if I ever get out of here. If we ever get out of here, and on the run, and on the run. Yeah, they sing. They decide that the song they're going to sing as they walk through the woods is Band on the Run. And they sing it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they somehow eventually transition into 99 bottles of beer on the wall, but they no, start. No no, 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 no. It's not, no. It's 48 shots of Jägermeister oh. on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. This movie, now that we're talking about it, I can really see the brilliance in this movie. Uh, it, absolutely brilliant. So, so they, fi- they find it. They find a trap uh, that they assume is "quote unquote" for rabbits or something. Uh huh. You know, and then they they kind of slowly pan over, and and uh, and we were, were revealed to the. I think this is the fifth character in the movie so far, um, who is just this crazy hunter. You know, in in the woods, and uh, and then and then comes their next ridiculous reference where they say I think they say something to the effect of uh, you know this looks like the movie set, set for Southern Comfort Southern Comfort the Walter Hill movie now of course you're in you're in the woods and there's rednecks and things like that of course the first movie you're going to think of is Deliverance but this guy brings out the reference to Southern Comfort which is a great movie but that's why the re- that's the reference I would make not this yeah, guy I, you know, I, I don't know why he said that <laughs> 
Like it, like if, if I was Fred, I, I would just, I mean, I wouldn't be saying Southern comfort. I'd be saying, you know, I mean, like I'd be making squeal like a pig jokes. You know, I, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be making the, the amazing. I mean, just like think about it. This is an amazing reference for this surfer type dude, you know, in ridiculous pants to be making. He would never make a Southern Comfort reference. I mean, I, I, it blew me away. And I'm like, did he really just say that? Yeah. Um, so they get trapped. A net falls on them. Yes. Uh, and they, uh, as you mentioned, there's a crazy hunter that, uh, that has been tailing them. And uh, there's something interesting about this hunter. Um, why don't you explain to us what that is? <laughs> Come on, dude. Could you, like, let us out of this thing? We seem to have accidentally stumbled into it. Well, that was the general idea. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, let me explain it to you then, Mo. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like... He is a cannibal. (laughs) Oh, he's a cannibal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because basically at this point, you know, the, the movie basically takes on the plot of of Cannibal Campout, only minus right. all of the good stuff. Uh, I mean, it, it, I know that we mentioned earlier that it's it's pretty much just a, it's. I mean, it's a very sedate, very uh, clean movie. There's no swearing. There's no uh, excessive violence. The only things that are any bit even controversial are the drugs that we just had, and all it was was you know powder that got blown in someone's face, and the yep. fact that this character is a cannibal and and. Like, they don't take it very seriously, but he says that he's going to eat them. Yeah, yeah. He goes, well, I got me some white meat, and I got me some dark meat. Classy, this movie. And then he starts, and then he starts, uh, uh, you know, you, I, got, I got to say, I know, I know I said I didn't laugh at anything in this movie, but I did chuckle when he starts making a list of all the things he's going to make with them. You know, he's like, <laughs> what can I make out of you two? I can make steaks, and I can make hamburger, and I can make chili. And stew. And finger foods. <laughs> and, oh, but the bacon. Humans make the finest bacon. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, then he's like, oh, and the bacon. <laughs> Humans make the finest bacon. Oh, man makes the finest bacon. <sighs> and, then the, and, then the, and then our heroes, if you they want to They have to think of something that. quick. Yeah, so they, so they offer him a big bad bob. Because yeah, because he's big. Bad Bob is big. You know, you could, he could feed you for a month. Doesn't work. So uh, they uh, they come up with this idea that they're going to tell him about Big Bad Bob with the idea that the, he could get a lot more meat out of uh, someone big as opposed to them, even though, the, you know, they're not exactly tiny people themselves. <laughs> yeah, and there's two of them. And there's two of them, that's right. You know, it's like, I mean, it's like he's... he's he, like I mean, it's it's almost the exact opposite. It's like it's like that phrase, you know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, he's got two in the hand. I mean, why does he care about the one off in some other town? You know. Well, to this cannibal's credit, he does not fall for it. No, uh, but, but he does he, fall for the their next, next scheme, trick. right? Which is that he goes, he goes, you like trapping and hunting, don't you? And and, uh, and the hunter goes, it's my life, it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> you love this guy. He's 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 my second favorite character in the film, but uh, s- sadly underused, you know. And and but but yeah. So so they decide, and and, and here's another ridiculous reference that yep. they make. You know, they're gonna offer to let him hunt them. You know, if you let us go, I'd be like hot and seek. I mean, like you can try to hunt us down. I wouldn't do it, white. Yeah, it, you could like try to hunt us down. 
It'd be like that story. What's the name of that story, dude? Oh, what story? You know the one we read in class about the guy who likes to hunt... He likes to hunt people like they were animals. Oh, oh the most dangerous game. Yeah, yeah, the, the most dangerous game. Like in the most dangerous game. Sure, which they actually say. They say just they like say the most dangerous it. game. And they're not referencing, the, they're not referencing like, the, the movie. No, it's they the book. They talk about the book. And they mention, like, ta- like reading it in class. <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, hey, you got to give them credit for that. The only thing is, they're trying to convince this guy that it would be better to let them go so he can track them down and hunt them. But that's exactly what he did to get them in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Well, he hunted I mean, them. I, I think what it is, he decides that it's an okay idea as long as they don't sing this right. time. Because they, they were because singing. that's how he caught them the last time. Right. So they, um, he lets them go, but and, keeps their hands tied, and keeps their hands tied, which lasts for about five minutes. Because as soon as they get away, they undo each other's hands. It's thirty-five seconds, yes. really. Well, thank you for the accuracy. Then. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's ridiculous. It's like you know, it's it's the next shot is them undoing their hands because they find a booby trap and they're like, oh yeah, you know, we can't run, we can, we gotta run, but we can't run that fast because we gotta watch out for these. But another, but no other booby traps spring up anywhere in this. You know, like it's not even a concern after that because they are in fact running through the woods. Right. Well, they, he does fall. Uh, he, they sit down for a moment, and Fred accidentally sits on a booby trap. Yeah, his um, ass is in a sling. Yes, his ass is in a sling, quite literally. Dude, don't move. What? I said don't move. Why? What? Your ass is in a sling, quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they run for apparently like three miles, because that's yeah, what they three say. Miles. And uh, and But the hunter still catches up to them. So what does uh, Lowry do in this case? Well, hold on, hold on. I, 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 when, when Fred's... Like panting against the tree when he's sitting on the sling, <laughs> you know he he, was, he says, "I knew I should have stayed in bed this morning." You know, I mean, it's such a sitcom fucking thing to say. I knew I should have stayed in bed this morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, ridiculous. So, so yeah, so they end up they end up behind this log, and uh, and and the hunter comes around and finds himself behind a log, and they both kind of peek their head up to see you know to see where the other one might be and they're both at the same log yes essentially and then and then there's a little bit of a shootout and this hunter has must have the worst motherfucking aim in the history of hunters they're right next to each other because this is this would be considered by any standard a point blank shot and he misses <laughs> now it's important to mention at this point that Lowry our uh, our uh, co-lead, uh, has been carrying a baseball for the entirety of the film for some reason. Never mentioned. Never mentioned. Uh, and I never thought that it would come into play. I mean, why would he have it in his hand? I oh, because, guess he just oh, because, because they're just proving the racial stereotype that black guys like sports. Well, they prove it all the more <laughs> by having Lowry throw the baseball at the hunter's head and knock him unconscious. Jesus Christ. The close-up, by the way, my favorite moment in this entire movie is the close-up of him after he's unconscious because he makes <laughs> the most ridiculous face. I think he really understand. does. He really does. <laughs> he's all made up, right? He's wearing, like, camouflage on his face. And yeah, shit. yeah. He's, yeah, that, that actor, whoever, you know, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to thank that actor, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, he's a total ham the entire, the entire time he's on screen. But that's the last we see him anyway, so. Folks, we're in the final 15 minutes now. Yep. Yeah, this is the end of the fucking movie, basically, we're hitting. And, by the way, the next portion that happens is filler. 
So we're really just at the end of the movie. <laughs> the next thing that happens is that uh, they get away and they manage to find the – they're continuously looking for the road, right? So they can yeah. try to get back to town. Of course, because the audio is so bad, you can constantly hear cars going around in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because you can hear the cars in the background, but you can't hear anything Lowry says. Yeah. Like there's this whole conversation that happens during this filler scene where where um where you can hear everything Fred's saying, but be damned if you hear a word Lowry says because the music keeps swelling up during his part and you can't fucking hear a word he's saying. Yes. Well, <laughs> so you're hearing half of a conversation. Well, that's considering the length of the conversations in this, it doesn't bother me too much. True. True. So they find the road. Yes. And they get picked up by what I assumed, since they were going down the whole stereotype uh, list at this point. The guy looks like a Jewish stereotype. Oh, really? Like I, I was. I wrote down traveling salesman type, but uh, yeah, I don't yeah, have as yeah. many cultural references as you, Mo. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think there, there's no Jews in Canada, right? No, there are not, except uh, maybe a few. So, so, so I, I, I picked him up as like an Uncle Bernie type, you know, like he was like a, like a, like a Jewish stereotype. I was expecting him to be like, boys, come on in the car, you know. Uh, I will say one but, of the things he, he, uh, oh, sorry, never mind. Just, just continue. What <laughs> I was going to say, but he, but he completely blows my mind that not only is he not Jewish, but he is, he is in fact a, a Southerner and uh, his name is Clem, uh, Clement T. Boss. Uh, <laughs> Which is right. That's a name right out of Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because because he's not supposed to be you know boss hog at all. But uh, I mean, at least he's not wearing like that like Southern gentleman like white suit outfit. You know. But um, I say, but yeah, I say, he, boy, <laughs> I, I say, boy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so he he uh, so they they get in the car with him and there, and there's a great moment here where uh, where you can hear the director like yelling at them for a, a split second. You know, and then and then it cuts away real quick, right? Is, what is he saying? That I, 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 this, that's my favorite thing about about like these micro budget films, like when when uh, when they don't bother to fix that little shit like that. <laughs> no one will ever so notice next- these little details. It's the big picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> so this guy. So, so, so sorry, I'm going to continue off with the plot summary now, Mo. Please, please. <laughs> so this uh, not Jewish man. No, um, not Jewish at all. Very hicky. Yeah, he's, very, he, he's very southern. I guess. Clem. He uh, says that he knows a lot about fixing cars, and he suggests that they all travel to the broken down vehicle right from the beginning, and he'll try to fix it. And uh, of course, because he's an asshole, you can tell this right away. He uh, oh, tries yeah. to get all their money that they have, and they offer him two hundred dollars to do it. And uh, he seems a little sketchy, but... Hey. He makes he makes a pretty great list, too. You know, like, like while, while they're driving off, like, he, he's talking about all the things he's fixed you know, in the past. And he's like, well, I fixed boats and cars and foundations and relationship problems. <laughs> <laughs> so he had me convinced at the very least. I fixed many boats and cars and foundation problems and relationships. Oh, the list goes on. Absolutely, but I love I love what happens when they get to the car. Con- continue. Oh uh, well, I, I'm hoping I'm not going to 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 kind of skim over what what you love so much. But they get to the car, and he goes to his trunk to take out what we would think would probably be some sort of tool, but he actually grabs a Bible. Well, that's what he says. He goes, "I'm going to I need to get my tools," yes. and he comes back with a Bible. First, I got to get my tool. So to speak. And uh, and then they, 
Jacob makes the reference because there's more than two of them there that they can pray, and this will have some sort of effect. Come, boys. Pray with me. Like it says in the good book, wherever two or more is gathered. <laughs> he said, he, you know, he keeps saying, I now address myself to the evil spirits which have took over this here car. <laughs> So they basically have a fucking seance in order to fix yeah. this car. Uh, yeah. And Lowry and uh, and Fred uh, fall for it because, as has been established, they are stupid. fucking idiots. Absolutely. And he makes them close their eyes and pray. And as they close their eyes, he uh, gets in his car and drives he away. Books. <laughs> he just gets, he books. <laughs> but th- this whole sequence has so little purpose. I mean, it, it doesn't make any difference for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I mean, and it really I think, does. I think it's. I think it's just the moment. I think it's just the one of those moments that's supposed to like. Uh, that's just supposed to take away that last ember of of hope, you know. Because um, now they have no money. Yeah. You know, they have they have no way of fixing the car. They have no way of doing that. You know, and and uh, and, and Fred's response to that is is perfect. He goes, "I don't believe it." <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I I don't believe it. He's having a no good, very bad day uh, in this fucking location. But his luck is about to change. Yeah, Luann. Remember Luann from the beginning of the movie? Uh, The attractive woman? (laughs) The attractive woman. God. So she she just happens to be driving by again. I don't know how much time has passed since the beginning of this movie, by the way. It's theoretically still the same day. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's supposed to be the same day. Like, my guess is that in this situation, she is now coming back from work. I guess, except that she was still going towards uh, Redbud when... <laughs> so she picks them up. Well, actually, she doesn't. She doesn't pick them up. She drives by and, and talks to them first, and they give a plot summary of all that has occurred, leaving out the most important things at first. <laughs> yeah. But there's even a title card that says later. Later. Yeah, but but the thing is, is that like literally the entire movie could have been because this is five minutes. There's five minutes left in the movie now. You know. Um, this is, of course, the point where normally there that's where the closing credits would start when there's five minutes left. But there's five minutes left to the movie, and they're explaining everything to Luann, and she's just laughing. Big Bad Bob. And he said he'd give us money to fix a car. You mean Bob Everett? Yeah, so we were told. <laughs> what, you know him? I know of him. You boys got mixed up with him? <laughs> Yeah, she laughs at like every second word that they say. Every single thing they say, it's basically, you guys are complete total morons, and she's just laughing at them, you know? But they're lucky, because when they mention the sheriff, she knows the sheriff. Uh, in Because it's her uncle. It's her uncle, which is some very good luck for them, by the way. Very, well, I mean, it's not that lucky. I mean, you imagine like a little podunk town, like red Redneck here. Um... I'm sorry, Red Bud. Uh, <laughs> you made the same joke the movie made, Bo. See, I'm clever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So they go to meet the sheriff, and they explain the story to him, and I'm glad we didn't get to see that. Um, but uh, the sheriff apologizes to them, even though it's not entirely his fault. Yeah, he's now he's now addicted to cocaine, <laughs> but, uh, but that's okay because the, they didn't know what was going on. Right, they're idiots. 
uh, city folk, so they, uh, yeah. they're they a little sympathetic to them. But the sheriff says that he's going to help him out. He's going to do one of those I scratch your back, you scratch mine situations, and yeah. all they have to do is put their lives at risk, and, <laughs> and he will help them, uh, even though he should be professionally obligated to help them anyway. <laughs> yes. So what he, has, what he has them do is to deliver the envelope to Big Bob... Big Bad Bob. Big Bad Bob. And uh, and he's going to basically uh, go with them. And he says he videotaped it, though I don't know where that videotape would have been uh, pointed from. Um, yeah. And so he witnesses this transaction of them giving the envelope to Bob, and he immediately pulls his gun. All right, Bob, freeze you in arrest. Why, you little snitches. While they're standing there. I mean, they're in between yeah. the two of them. It degenerates fairly quickly. Yeah, into into a nice little shootout. Shoot, you know, let's make it clear that the shootout in this case are just the sounds of guns firing. Yeah, because like because the gunshot sound effects do not in any way remotely match the the recoiling <laughs> of the guns in their hands. There was zero effort to to even remotely try to make that happen. I'm allowed to complain about that because we were very careful when I was making our shitty movie that we talked about in the last episode. Oh, come on, man. We we had we laid down the rule, man. No more no more rock paper scissors. You should really check out the blooper reel on that, by the way. <laughs> so Bob says, "Why you little snitches?" Uh, but when he finds out that he's been set up, and there, there is a um, a shootout, and it looks like things are going to finally escalate into something interesting. But wait, nope. <laughs> Lowry has his baseball again, uh, and he throws it and hits and Big knock, Bob in the head, right in the head, knocks him right out, knocks him right out. Uh, and and if this this is the sitcom, right? He, the guy's out cold. Everything wraps up very nicely. They should have just cut back to Lowry. He should have shrugged his shoulders and did one of those like head tilt things, freeze frame. Credits, of course, there were no credits in this, but you know, dynamite. She should have just been like, "Did I do that?" And then just, you know, in the most racist way possible. <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job with that, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> so the sheriff says that they uh, that they caught Big Bob, of course, and he also mentions that they caught the hunter because apparently, yeah, there's, yeah, through a little bit of exposition, you know, they decided to, you know, they they let us know that oh, the nut job in the wood has been in the woods has been caught as well. Yeah, that's good because he's been. Killing and eating people, so that's sort of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's where all those missing persons reports are coming from. You know, <laughs> they, they they helped catch a mass murderer. I thought that Yay. that would be kind of a big deal. And anyway, they helped uh, them fix their car. And Luann uh, kisses Fred, and and actually kisses both of them. But it's well, yeah, it's, because you know, I mean, really, she she got to keep her options open because she's the most attractive. Because she's the only woman in the movie, so... <laughs> in the town, apparently. I'm, assu- I'm assuming the only woman in the town, yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, the sheriff might be her uncle, but who knows what's going on there. Um, so she'll... <laughs> Well, it's like it's like a uh, Smurfette sort of situation, you know. Right. So uh, they drive off, and, uh, and Fred mentions that he, they're going to pass by there again on the way back, because everybody is happy. It worked out perfectly. They're driving on the way to Dallas, and they're, they're gonna, all good friends now. They're all good friends. And if they leave now, they'll get there right in time to cut a cut big slice turkey. out of that turkey. So then there, so the movie ends on a little bit of dialogue, which is convenient because the movie is nothing but dialogue. And uh, and Fred declares that he's going to marry her one day, you know, and, and Lowry gets to finish the movie out with who? Luann? You? Married to a redneck? 
That'll be the day. You know, I think I'm going to marry that. Luan? Yeah. <laughs> you, married to a redneck. That'll be the day. <laughs> wah, wah. And that's, yeah. this is where the point where we would now talk about the credits, except, nope. Well, there are credits. There, there's a title screen that says The End, and then there's a title screen that says Redneck County Fever, and uh, and then that's it. That's it. Maybe tomorrow they'll learn to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's this movie that this movie exists is baffling. It is fucking ridiculous. Who was it made for? Why does it exist? How did it get to um, Pendulum Pictures to be able to put it out in their collection? Uh, yeah. And, 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 I mean, it must have been sold a long time ago to – and was distributed at some point, I would imagine, um, through those, like, back catalog type things. This is – it's awful. I mean, it's not the worst movie we've seen. It's not Hip Hop Locos. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, like all, all in all, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's not, it's not a terrible movie. It actually probably would have been slightly more entertaining if they did a worse job on their dialogue. But I mean, but the fact that still remains is that they did a pretty decent job on their dialogue. So I mean, it wasn't like painful to sit through. Although it was a little hard, you yeah. Know, I mean, like I mean, the acting isn't awful. Big Bob is pretty shitty, but generally it's okay. They know their yeah. lines. They're not tripping over a lot of the stuff. Uh, there's no interesting camera movements or cinematography, but it's all standard. Uh, and it's except for the sound, the production values are okay. I mean, yeah. you can watch it, and you can know that you're watching something that's some sort of um, supposed to be a piece of entertainment, and then it ends, and I mean, we are not worse people for having seen it, but we certainly aren't better people. Yeah. Except we are better than the people who have no way of ever seeing it. <laughs> Maybe we're just better people, I think. We're, we're better people. I mean, I don't know what to talk about in regards to this movie. We literally covered every single second of it. Uh, yeah, and we managed to do it in, you know, in 13 minutes less than the movie actually took. Yeah, which is, that's an accomplishment for us, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do ponder, I guess, a little bit about the purpose of it because of the fact that it's not really a genre film, that it doesn't fit into any of the, the horror tropes uh, or even like uh, there isn't any sort of – except for the cannibal uh, guy and there's really not much to him. He's really more like a survivalist than a cannibal anyway. Um, there isn't really – Except that he does eat people. He theoretically eats people. <laughs> but th- th- there just isn't anything – that uh, you think someone would be inspired to write and make. You know, there isn't something here where you, you can see why someone thought, you know, this should be made. This is something I should spend however much time putting together and getting actors together and filming and then distributing. Uh, I mean, it, it's not, you know, people get inspired by genre movies. You know, something like Nightmare Asylum, which is shitmo. Uh, <laughs> something like Nightmare Asylum, uh, you can see why they might have thought it would be really fun to make that movie because they had access to this uh, haunted house, well, this sort sure. of fun house, and they, they could put a bunch of gore in it and they could yeah. improvise a bunch of dialogue. But here, they, the idea seems to be that the, I, the, the concept itself is funny enough and amusing enough for people to want to watch it. And it just, I just can't even imagine why someone would think that. This is, this is the kind of movie that makes us appreciate the good ones. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the bad ones really make you appreciate the good ones. But this is one of those ones where you watch it and you're just like, well, it's not bad, but it's not good. 
So it makes you so it makes you understand. I mean, like when you watch the bad ones, you know what needs to take place for 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 the good ones to happen. This is one of those ones that, that where where it's not like you need to you need to know what takes place. Like this is sort of like the what not to do to make a, a good movie. Like 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 if this one had a little bit more work, maybe maybe a few more scenes of like you know like action or gore or something. Sure. You know? I, um, I see exactly what you're saying because I would rather yeah. watch this a dozen more times than watch Barely Legal Lesbian Vampires again. Uh, Without a doubt. And, and the thing is, uh, Barely Legal Lesbian Vampires, there's really a lot more going on in it, but it's a worse movie because you know yeah. that the people, the the uh, the motivations behind it are a lot worse, and the actual what you're putting out there, the the the. the the quality of it is of, of this level that's kind of personally offensive when you're watching it. With this... I'm going to call the police. <laughs> with, with this I'm one... I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> with this one, just like what you said, if they had a better script, then they have the ability with the production values they had and the actors that they had to make something that could have been interesting. They just yeah. failed because they didn't do a lot of things correctly, particularly this with is the a, script. This is a failure of ideas. Yeah. That's what this movie is. It's a failure of ideas. The i you know the the concept of this film is not bad. What they did, what what the reason why it fails is because they didn't put enough work into it. There's not enough creativity. The dialogue is fine. Clearly, this was written by somebody who can write dialogue because the dialogue is not bad. Dude, it, bogus. Dude, bogus. But you know, still the but the the fact is is this movie should have had something to break up all that exposition, all that dialogue, and and to you know and to have there should have been some kind of action going on. There should have been some kind of gore. You know, like they could have spent a good twenty more minutes with that guy in the woods, and uh, and it would have been wild because that guy in the woods reminded me a lot of the the little crazy guy in Cannibal Campout. Right. Which you know, and if they had if they had pursued that a little bit more, it would have been awesome. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. The, the, yeah. This is a film that is a failure on a on a more basic level than um, than a lot of the failures we've already talked about because it, yeah. it, it is something where um, it doesn't matter how good it doesn't matter what kind of production values this movie had. It could have been shot on 35 millimeter. Uh, with with higher with like professional actors, it still wouldn't be a good movie just because the the script was bad right at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And it's also dumb. I mean, it's a dumb fucking movie, and it's oh, without a doubt. Don't. But they can get. But you can get away with dumb movies if you. I mean, like this movie should have been. This movie should have had all of this crazy dialogue, and then. Like, gore out the wazoo. Like, this should have been a gore film. But the thing it is, that's been. obviously not what they were trying to do. They were not interested in that kind of movie. It's more like, a, like a dude, where's my car style movie. Yeah. But it's, it, it's not as it's not as sort of inoffensively dumb as that movie was. And I'm not a fan of that movie, but I'm just saying. Not on me neither. Uh, that that they, they took that concept of two kind of idiot, uh, fratty type uh dudes, and, and they took it to its logical extreme, and that's kind of what Bill and Ted did on, at a different level. They're more just kind of goofy teenagers uh, who, who kind of talk with like kind of that California accent way, but here... Yeah. here but that one made but that made sense why they talked like that, because they were from San Dimas. Yeah, exactly. You know? These guys are from Texas. I don't know anybody from Texas who talks like this. No. I, I, I don't know anybody from Texas, but... 
I know some, I know some people from Texas, you know, and, and granted, depending on where you are in the state, you're going to get different, different variations on accents or no accents. Cause there's plenty of places in Texas where they sound just like us, you know, where they don't, there's no real accent there, but, Gosh. um, well, me, I don't have an <laughs> accent, you know, you, you know, you, you've got that Canadian thing going on, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, Hey, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, but, um, that's my Canadian. No, I, I, by the way. I, I, it's very good. Very good. <laughs> don't condescend to me. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, so, but, but I don't know anybody. I mean, maybe there might have been something there. I mean, they are right on the Gulf. I mean, there might be some kind of surfer culture there that I don't know about, but I didn't, I don't know anybody who talked like that. If I had me. to guess why this movie exists, it would be because the lead actor, Maybe he was the director. I don't know. But anyway, this guy can do this. Hey, dude, surfer oh, voice. Hey. It's Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles voice. And they thought that that was funny enough and amusing enough that they could – that would be the movie. This character yeah. and Lowry, who is – not quite as as irritating in his surferness, um, and and that's the movie. So that's- yeah, I, I I love how uh, I I think that Fred had a really great like slack jawed stare, like when he's not talking, like he'd just sit there and his mouth would be hanging wide open and he'd just be like staring, you know. And and I thought that was really 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 like probably one of the funniest things of the movie is like when he's not talking, yeah. you know, he's just so distractingly like, old. I mean, he just looks, that's old. the problem is that, yeah, these guys are, these guys are way too, <laughs> way too old to be playing those characters. We're not ageists, by the way. We're not, I am. we're not saying that because they're older that they shouldn't be in this movie. It's just that they, they're playing college students. They're playing people at the oldest in their early twenties because he's keep talking about, you know, his father and being pissed about the car being broken down. But yeah, well, because clearly these guys were heavily, or whoever wrote the movie, because we don't know, um, you know, was clearly heavily influenced by Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I wish they were more influenced, because I love that movie, Station, and that would have been great <laughs> if they included that. Maybe they put death in, why not? Just rip it off totally. Sure, yeah, rip the whole movie yeah, off. Yeah, that whatever. would have been awesome, a really, really low-budget Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Because they were probably thinking to themselves, oh, you know, it would be great if we had, like, you know, it would be great, right? <laughs> <laughs> if, if we had a, uh, you know, uh, 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 like a like a redneck Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I mean, that's probably what they were going for, but it just failed on every level. I'm a little scared, Mo, because there's a part of me that wonders if this movie really might have been made in 1997. Uh, I don't think so, but there's nothing except for their clothes and the surfer thing. Uh, there's really no way to tell which year this was made. And the only information... Oh, without a doubt, because, because even with the clothes, you still can't decide what year it was made because that's just costuming. You know, they, they could have gotten that stuff. That This movie could have been made in 2001. Who knows? Yeah. That, I just, that frightens I, I me just, a bit. Yeah, just the fact... Like, really what dates it is the fact that there, like, there's no references to like cell phones there's no references to the internet and 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 this this style of of gabber that they were you know doing was was is very you know it's very like early to like mid 90s you know yeah yeah it really it really makes sense i mean i don't know why i don't know where you're getting 97 i looked it up I and mean, i did a little bit of research because i wanted to find out because i'm 
I'm kind of obsessed with with at least getting the details of how things were made in regards to the credits. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a lot of research, and the only dates I could find were either 2001 or 1997. And I saw 1997 in a couple of different places, but it, but 97 doesn't make any sense either because they they were you know they were already switching over from. VHS at that point, you know, I mean, the, the only thing I could think of is if these guys, I mean, obviously this, this had no budget, but, um, you know, so, I mean, so I guess they could have shot on, on video, no, but I think it would have been a, you would have still had a lot of these productions still being shot on video. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, like when I was filming stuff, I was still filming like in 97, 98, I was still filming on VHS, but um, 2001 would be DV almost certainly if they wanted. Oh, without a doubt. And that's why it makes no sense that the box would say 2001. But this movie just leaves a ton of unanswered questions. And I guess we should probably just try to, you know, get that through our thick skulls yeah, that we're never really going to know. If anyone listening knows anything about Redneck County Fever, please contact yeah. us and tell us. It, I am fascinated by the fact that this exists and, and that someone saw this material as worthy of filming and putting out there. Uh, and yeah. I would love to talk to someone uh, who might have been involved in it. So in the small possibility that... Uh, yeah, email us. We, ha- we have a new email this week. What now, is it? What's the, what's the email this week? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. This one will not go away because I wrote down the password. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the new email address is nobudgetnightmaresdg at gmail.com. It's not bad. No budget nightmares DG as in Daily Grindhouse at gmail.com. Yep, you yep. can also find us on uh, Twitter. I'm Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L-E-Y. And uh, you are drunk on VHS. That's correct. Is that all one word? At drunk on VHS. Yeah, no spaces, no underscores. And of course, we now have a Facebook fan page that you can Ooh. drop by and get all the latest news and the inside gossip. Yep, just do a search for No Budget Nightmares. You should find us. We'll have a uh, we'll have a custom URL by the time the next episode comes up. Yeah. So, you know, it's really coming together, folks. You can find out all you could ever want to know about uh, No Budget Nightmares and Redneck County Fever. Uh, you probably don't want to know any more about it because there's nothing else to know. Yeah, we have explored <laughs> this inside and out. I was in there for a while. I think I think from now on we should we should. D- d- uh, devote like the last like five minutes of every episode to to discussing any new uh, any new details on Redneck County Fever we discover <laughs> Redneck County Fever update um, <laughs> or we do it like Robert Stack on Unsolved Mysteries we haven't discussed Mo what our next film is going to be um, did you pick something I haven't picked anything. hopefully you have the box nearby that we can maybe throw something up at random I do want to mention that uh, and we can cut this out Mo if you want but um, I, I did mention that at some point in the future we should cover uh, Jesus Christ Serial Rapist Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you knew we were go- you knew we were going to eventually uh, hit into the realm of Billsy Bub. Right. You know. So, hmm. Well, let's see. Looking at the box, like just going based on titles alone. Uh, I mean, we could go safe and do Sorority Babes and the Dance of Honor Death. That's not safe. That's Todd Sheets. That's not safe. No, I know, but it's safe that we know it. That's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going back to Todd Sheets yet. All right. Um, do we want to? Do we want to go just based on name alone? We could do rape as a circle. Uh, I've seen rape as a circle, uh, oh, and, okay. uh, and I would suggest we don't cover that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. How about um, that kill? Title catch your eye. <laughs> uh, we could do kill them and eat them. Got it. 
Kill them and eat them. Let's do that. All right. That so cannot me... be anything but an amazing movie. Of course it can. It can and probably will. Let's see if I can find any details on it real quick before we uh, before we leave. Kill them. Oh, here we go. Kill them and eat them. Mm-hmm. It is an 80-minute film. A from movie. Two, according from... <laughs> a movie? I thought I was getting a meal. <laughs> um, from 2004. All right. Not really anything of note about it, but... I- I'm, si- sure. I'm seeing plunge into a putrid abyss of gore-garnished gruesomeness. All right. I'll give it a shot. All right. 2004 is a little... little Terrifying, but why not? We'll see what happens with it. So everyone look forward to that. Next time on No Budget Nightmares, kill them and eat them. Perfect. But with that, I think it's time for us to say adieu and goodbye. Perfect timing. Yep, let's do it. All right. Everyone, don't watch this fucking movie that we just talked about. Don't even try to find it. I'm going to erase this tape. that We're not even using (laughs) tapes anymore, of course. We're just going to forget this ever occurred. Uh, (laughs) Let's just pretend this conversation never happened. (laughs) Skip episode 11 and go right on to episode 12 about kill them and eat them. Um, uh, At least until we tell you to skip that one, too. Yeah. No, I guarantee that that movie has to be more interesting than uh, this movie, whose name is rapidly leaving my brain, Redneck County Fever. Well, it's funny. You know, it almost almost kind of makes sense. Because I had to remind you of the title of this movie at least four times it's before we actually watched it. It's forgettable, right? It's real. It, it's it's so vanilla. It's yeah. It's no Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That'll stick in your goddamn brain. Redneck County Fever. I kept thinking Redneck County Fair, like that was the fucking title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, but it kind of makes me wonder if, like, you know, it, it, like where they're coming up with the with the with the idea because, like, you know, with the, with the title because it's almost like. It's almost like when they say fever, like they're not talking about like the sickness fever. They're, it's almost like they're like they're doing like a jungle fever sort of thing. Like maybe like the whole point of the title has to do with him falling in love with Luann at the end. Yeah, maybe you're right. The the, the fever in the title doesn't really make any sense. It makes no sense. I'd explore it further with you, Mo, but I'm sick of this fucking movie. And we're gonna, <laughs> I think we've hit our quota in terms of time. So let's just uh, end things and say yeah. goodbye, everybody. Have a good rest of the uh, day, evening, or whenever the fuck part of the day it is for you. And I apologize. And I personally apologize for picking this movie, and if I have offended you in any way, yeah, Mo, never again. <laughs> Doug's picking all of our movies. No, it's hilarious because you just picked the next one. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, goodbye, everybody. Bye, folks. Oh my rowdy friends, ooh yeah, ooh yeah. Oh my rowdy friends.
Grindhouse.com. Tough films for the rough crowd. Got me some white meat, man. I got me some dark meat. Follow us on Twitter at Daily Grindhouse. Mo is at Drunk on VHS. And Doug Tilly is at Doug underscore Tilly.